What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Justin Egan, the VP of Marketing for Franchise Development at Craveworthy Brands, which is the uh, Budlong Hot Chicken, Crafted, Lucky Cat, Wing It On. He was previously serving as the CMO and Head of Technology at Wing It On. He is bringing over 20 years of marketing and rap experience to this podcast. <laughs> Justin, thanks for joining us on Give Innovation, my man. This is my pleasure, Zach. I'm so happy to be here. And I will definitely try my best to write you a new theme song. Yes, we need one. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so tell tell us a little bit about uh, Craveworthy. Craveworthy. We, so Craveworthy is really an amazing uh, opportunity for our brand, Wing It On, because, you know, We've had some tremendous years. We've had a lot of um, ups and downs, but you know, we, we started franchising in 2014. It's a long time. Wow. Um, so you know, emerging brand hell, they call it. You know, where you're just trudging <laughs> through and trying to figure out how to how to make this thing get through the filter, the great filter, so to speak. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, when we met with. Greg Majewski, the CEO, um, as a potential acquisition, we were like really blessed to have that opportunity. And obviously we had a lot of due diligence to do and go through, but um, it worked out extremely well. I know not only us as the, you know, the founders are thrilled, but also our franchisees are very happy as well. Yeah. Well, what's been, let's say that someone is getting approached to be acquired. What were, what, what are some metrics that you guys looked at to be like, Hey, is this a good idea for us or not a good idea for us? It's hard to say because like everything's different. Every deal is different. Um, you know, every goal, like Greg had a specific goal, you know, he's, he was very clear about what that goal was in the beginning. He's not looking to, um, you know, be, um, you know, writing big checks for everything, but you know, there's obviously financial incentives. If everybody wants to be involved and really work hard at this, then yes, there could be some big paydays down the road, but it's really about, um, getting your brand in with the right system. That's going to give it the support that it needs at yeah. the juncture that it's at. Yeah. Right. So what does that mean? You know, a platform of being like a shared services hospitality group means all those financial burdens that were placed on you as one brand sort of go away because you're now one brand of many. Yeah. You have the buying power of so many uh, to help streamline your costs and make things effective and, and allow this vision that you had as a co-founder to actually happen because you have the right resources now. Well, and let's talk about that a little bit because I mean, wing it on. You want to talk about something that's crazy. Let's talk about chicken. Let's talk about the journey that chicken has gone through in the last few years. I mean, this has been the saga that movies are made of. I mean, what is going on? How do you survive as a chicken chicken, place? You can't write. You couldn't write the script. It's impossible. It's it's too unbelievable. I mean, I I was I was telling I was watching this uh, watching this thing the other day and it was like, you know, that story seems you know, that story is unbelievable. And he's like, if I wanted it, 
if I wanted it to be believable, I I would have made up something less crazy, you know? So yeah, uh, yeah. Chickenomics has always been crazy. Right. Um, you know, the volatility of the price, the inability to get the product. Um, then you throw a pandemic in there. <laughs> it's insane. I think what's been really challenging has been for us is to like stick to our guns about the never frozen chicken wing. Yeah. It's on our brand promise. And we were like dead set on never ever straying from that. And we're so happy we didn't. Wow. Um, so I mean, I think that you could take a look at what's going on, you know, on the macro scale, but then you can you zoom in on the brand of what we tried to do and the way we were able to never drop the ball when it comes to Epic Chicken, regardless of what's going on. Uh-huh. Um, I give my co-founder, Matt and Sarah, tremendous props for making that happen. How do you, how do you survive? Like, how do you do long-term planning when the core of your business is changing in price. I mean, at, at the peak, what what was the biggest price fluctuation percentage wise? That is a great question. I would have to go to my annuals of research to, to answer that. I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, you, you've relegated that to the nightmares. Yes. Of your that, that's, that's my, my <laughs> partner, Matt, and his ability to, you know, manifest amazing financial plans to figure out, um, but I can tell you that it's very volatile and it did cause a lot of angst for our operators because there were times where we were in our heyday of you know profitability and you know times where we were having to figure out what else we had to do to innovate our menu to get more you know um, profitable items you know layered into the to the product yeah. mix. So one thing yeah. that we did was we took a look at the the dumpling. You know, during the Whoa. pandemic, you know, starch-based <laughs> franchises were doing pretty well because the the costs weren't as volatile, and there was a lot of you know profitability building. So we said, what fits our chicken profile? What could be served like a wing, but is less expensive uh, and in terms of to acquire to to produce? And that was the dumpling, the chicken dumpling. See stuff like so that. We so pivoted we, to that because you can eat it like a wing. You can deep fry it just like we're doing to the chicken. You could toss it in a dry rub. You could toss it in any one of our sauces and dip it in blue cheese, and it's voila, amazing. So, what did you think about from a marketing perspective as you're launching a new product line like that? What What were some of the questions that you had floating around your head where it's like, okay, I I got to get these things answered for this to be a successful launch. Number one, could this be something that people consider a meal or is this something that's a buy-on or an add-on to their already purchased go-to stuff, right? Mm. I didn't know. didn't know if this was a center of the plate type of thing. It was a a risk, you know, but what we found was um, it was extremely popular. Like it's easy to like you. You could, if you have the right tech part, you could you could introduce a product, right? Put it into the buy flow, put it into the menus. You could advertise on social media, you get people excited about it. But where the rubber hits the road is, you know, how often is it being purchased? And we found that, um, you know, operators were pleasantly surprised that the tickets with dumplings on them grew like overnight. Wow. And how do you, how do you keep track of that? Like, are, is that something that you're continuously pushing or is that something that, you know, you had a big push forward and then you kind of pull back after that? We had to have a big push going forward because, you know, when you want to negotiate prices, you have to tell 
suppliers that you're going to be able to run through a certain amount because they have to, you know, justify sending it to the distributor and having it take up space in the warehouses. So yeah, in the beginning, it was like, you know, let's put some dollars behind some advertising and make sure that it's something that we could get out in front of folks. And then if we could, again, make it super easy for them to buy through our online and mobile and just, you know, message them about it, offer some incentives, which we ended up doing too with our dollar dumpling promo. So every Wednesday you can get any dollar, any uh, dumpling item for just $5 each, uh, sorry, a dollar per piece. So, um, you know, it's something to talk about, just kind of hype it up a little bit. I think that went a long way as well. Well, especially today as you know, you're looking at everyone who's taken price and things are getting so expensive. It's, you know, consumers are looking for a value play, right? And if I can get uh, a little bit, you know, maybe one order less of chicken wings, but I can get a few more dumplings and get, have that dollar go farther. And it's like, great. I get the best of both worlds. I don't have to relegate myself to like cheap food. I can, I can get great food and then have an item that's like a, an add on or just filling up, filling up the center of the plate to your expression a little more. Yeah. And then the other thing did it too, we, we had a chicken version and a veggie version, which was actually vegan. So we actually were able to say that we had a, another vegan option too, for, you know, you know, when you order chicken, a lot of times it's like a group order. So yeah, yeah, not yeah. everybody's going to go along with it if there's no, you know, vegan options. But now this gave an excuse for somebody to say, great, let's go to Wing It On. I can get the veggie dumpling. That's a great idea. Yeah. Now, in, in speaking of marketing, what are some common mistakes that you see with restaurant marketing? I think that, um, you know, one of the things that I've seen is there's a big mystery about, you know, cracking the TikTok uh, mystery. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks will uh-huh. put a lot of money into strategies that may not work where, you know, they really should be focusing on what's going on in their four walls first. Um, you know, yeah. it's kind of the most important aspect about the experience nowadays is the brand promise. Like, are you delivering on the brand promise? Are you doing what you say you're going to do? Because if you're not, all the money in the world ad- spent on advertising is really not helping. Um, I, Justin, I love that. We talk on this show all the time about, I call it the, the three-legged stool of loyalty, where, look, table stakes, you got to have good food, right? Table stakes. Let, let, let's remove that from the picture. Once you, once you look at it, it's like, you got to have, you got to have convenience. You got to have consistency and you got to have connection. And really what you're talking about there is in that, you know, in in that consistency and that convenience, it's like, look, you, to your point, you could bring in a thousand people. And if one of them comes back a second time, you are just farting money in the wind. Right. (laughs) And, and data shows that 70 to 80% of first time customers don't come back. And so you got to make sure you meet that threshold of the food needs to surpass the convenience, right? And then when you're looking at the consistency, you can't be all over the map, right? You can't have location to location, order to order. You've got to be able to consistently produce. And I think that's one one of the fundamentals of restaurants is that we are an industry of operators and marketing has been and technology have been creeping in, creeping in, creeping in. But at the core, you've got to nail those, the table stakes, right? You got to nail the table stakes. And for us, it's, you know, we cater to wing nuts, right? I mean, 
you never want to drop the ball when it comes to serving great wings. Cause that, that's like, you know, you become somebody's go-to for wings. Like you cannot stray from the, from the game plan. It's gotta be like yeah. always fresh, always crispy, always tossed in the same authentically prepared sauces. It's like the Buffalo quality wing. Like that's what we're trying to do. And, and it's, it's cooked in sauce to perfection every time. Yep. I and, love that. You know, we have to deliver on that because we actually took home the award for the best tasting buffalo sauce at the National Buffalo Wing Festival. No way. Labor Day weekend last fall. Um, like we were, our jaw dropped. We entered the contest because we, we we were a sponsor of the event. And we were like, let's let's put in our medium buffalo sauce. Let's go ahead. And totally anonymous. We won first prize, best tasting medium buffalo, which is like the met. Like people come to this festival because that's the one thing they want to seek out is the award for the best tasting medium buffalo. Yeah, we won it, dude. That is awesome. We're a chain. Like everyone's looking at us, like they're a chain. What are they? But that just goes to like you know the consistency of what we're trying to recreate every single time. I love that. Um, and, so and we getting, have to we have to be on our game when it comes to the um, the brand promise every time. Absolutely. And what what do you think is one of the most important aspects of guest experience nowadays? Um, like I said before, I think it's just you know the brand promise delivering on that every single time. I mean, I, I will take that with me everywhere I go. Um, it's probably responsible for, you know, 70% of repeat business. So if you can master that, you will have built up loyal fans that will continue to come back. And um, it's almost like the main driving force of marketing, right? Because it drives so much of that word of mouth that still is very prominent in the restaurant industry people's experiences, um, whether they're sharing them socially or, you know, face to face, if you're delivering on the brand promise, you will, you will have a tremendous amount of residual loyalty business. Absolutely. I love that. And, uh, who do you think deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry? Who's someone that we should be following? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Greg Majewski, um, CEO of Craverly Brands and Mongolian Concepts. Um, I think what's really cool about Greg is, you know, he started Craverly Brands because he saw that, you know, it's very difficult for restaurants to to really do this on their own, right? Um, And if you're able to find a really unique collection of brands that are not only scalable, um, but already kind of highly engaging and experienced delivering truly right craveable food with craveable experiences you know you have a leg up right um so i really think that that's going to be the key for winging on to continue to spread our wings so to speak and yeah. grow under under greg majewski's leadership what i love about his style is um you know he's very entrepreneurial he's also a franchisee himself so he kind of understands franchising from a very empathetic perspective um and he cares deeply about employees operators franchise partners and he's really not happy unless everybody has that shot to either live or achieve the American dream. You said it so many times and it's just every time I hear him say it's very inspiring. So follow Greg Majewski 
and you will understand what I'm talking about. He is he's awesome. I've had the privilege of meeting him on several occasions. Um, actually, the first time I met him was at an elevator at a trade show. Of all the and, places. Right? And we just got to chat, and I'm just like, man, this is uh, this guy is really cool. And just like in, in those few seconds, and then we since have bumped into each other at lots of shows. Awesome guy. Definitely worth a follow. Totally agree there, Justin. Um, well, how do people find and follow you and Craveworthy? Definitely craveworthybrands.com is the main website for our, our new uh, hospitality group. Wing It On, you could find us at wingiton.com, at wingiton on Instagram, uh, facebook.com slash wingiton. Um, please reach out, connect with us, follow our brand. You know, we, we love engaging with guests and um, it's definitely like one of, it's the reason why we're here is engaging with guests. I mean, let's just be honest, right? Amen. So. Well, Justin, for bringing us some crave-worthy knowledge bombs, today's ovation goes to you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Give an Ovation, my man. Thank you, Zach. Pleasure being here. Super excited about it. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.